other people talked about it online and and i'm like wait i I felt like an idiot after the episode because that's what i thought i thought Mm -hmm. that like she was like ratting on him to the new republic to be like i don't really trust you i'm gonna you know like set up a you know or like a new or even you yeah. know too and much like, about oh. me so i need to get rid of you so i can solidify my place in the new yeah. republic but now it's just oh she's she's just a regular evil who's the man in the best mask he's the man the lorian who gets paid to do random tasks it's the man the lorian this is the way he'll say and then he'll be on his way and we are live with another episode of the Mandalorian After Show. It's season three, episode five, and we just watched it. For those of you who don't know, this is a show brought to Medic Geek, where we literally watch the Mandalorian show when it drops at like midnight Pacific time. And we're here at 1 a.m. Pacific time, early, early, early Wednesday morning to talk about it. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And if you're listening to this and watching it, I guess... Uh, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, and you can see who our guests are. But if you're listening to it and not watching it, uh, you're it's probably you're probably listening to it on the podcast, and that's wherever you get your podcast from. Let me introduce my co-host. We got Sarah Zitney, aka Miss Marauder. Sarah, Hello. how's it going? Going fantastic. In in you, all you've aspects. You've had a busy week. I've had a busy week. Yep, we did WonderCon. Uh, we adopted a couple of rats um literally not metaphorically like my daughter has two pet rats now it's because of bruno because you you were a bruno mandalorian no she's been asking for rats for a while because she got a hamster and it did not live up to uh its expectations and it oh. also didn't live oh I was um about, okay. so she's been right yeah itching for another pet and uh i told her that rats are very sweet uh so she's been uh it was i it was uses bribery during wondercon don't beg me for art prints or else maybe we won't get rats don't remember you're getting rats after wondercon so um i'm not for or against rats i have been on the other side of the battle with rats before um i i'm afraid of being attached to a rat because a rat could look cute when i look it in his face I don't want to look into his face. If there's an infestation, you got to kill him. It is what yes, it is. The, 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 I don't want to befriend something that I'm going to kill. Uh, yeah, I mean, rats as pets are delightful. They they are prone to, like, tumors, which is a bummer. They don't live super long, but oh. no rodents live super long. But, yeah. Okay. So we've got new two new family members, and my cats are very angry. Uh was there They're like a... standing at the door of her bedroom being like oh you have cats and yeah. rats yeah are you gonna get bats I, she's like i want a bird and i'm like if we get rats and a bird it's gonna be a full blown like revolt from from the cats they're gonna be like oh i thought I the animals to will team up against you guys <laughs> maybe or it could be a civil war in the house <laughs> yeah who knows um uh, I want to, I, I guess uh, I should introduce the guest of today. Uh, we got, we got Akil Danani, AKA Akil Danani on uh, social media. Akil, how's it going, man? It's going fantastic. I am regrettably rat free this week, unfortunately, mm. uh, but I am excited to talk about the Mandalorian. I'm excited for Star Wars all the time. I, I was <laughs> about to say, what did we see? Maybe it was in the first episode of the season 
-hmm. Was there a rat type animal in Navarro on like the wires above? Like when you're going through the streets, isn't there something like that? uh, It's it was the things. The salacious crumbs. Yes, the salacious bee crumbs. No, I know those guys, but aren't there (laughs) like more straightforward alien rats in Star Wars that we see? There's got to be. I know Jabba the Hutt eats a rat like Mm. half rat, half chinchilla type thing. I don't know if one one of the huts, one of the huts in Boba Fett, like wipes their brow with one. Yes. Oh, I. Yeah, in book. I remember those huts. Where? When did they come in back? The weird hut twins. (laughs) Who knows? That's... Well, we have to go. We have to go back to Tatooine for that one, don't we? Well, are they from Tatooine or do they just fly in? I thought mm. they were from a a different city on Tatooine, and they oh. just sort of scooted over. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's fair. Um, shout out to uh, well anyone out there watching us live, shouting out to all y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Donically says hello, hello, wavy emoji. Uh, hello to Sarah Donically. How's it going? Um, for any first time chatters, a like, comment, subscribe, do your thing, follow Sarah and Akil at their social media. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to do that. Um, Akil, because you're the guest yes. and you haven't been on the previous episodes like Sarah mm-hmm. and I. Um, a- other than this episode, before this episode even started, yeah. how have you been feeling about Mandalorian season three? Oh, I've been loving Mandalorian season three from the get go, right off the from- bat. Right off the bat, I have been more invested in this season than I've been in the previous two seasons than I was in that season two and a half that we had with Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) Like now things are starting to come together. Things are moving at a faster pace. I think what it is, shout out to your t-shirt, is Andor. Andor sort of changed the tone of live action Star Wars, at least for me. And especially in this episode, I'm seeing that reflected now in Star Wars TV. And so I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for the real nitty gritty Star Wars. It, it's funny you bring that up because I always thought Star each Star Wars show was going to pick a lane. Mm-hmm. But this episode was kind of like, we're just going to try everything. We're going to play yes. with our toys and yes. have political <laughs> intrigue. Mm-hmm. Have a little this conspiracy, is... throw that in there. Yes. I know that's wild, yeah. right? For people that that follow me on TikTok, that follow me on social media, you'll know this episode is right up my alley. Just like you said, we're playing with our toys. We're exploring everything. We're seeing every facet and we're tying up a bunch of loose ends, which I got kind of like cautious about towards the end. And then they just opened up multiple cans of worms afterwards. And I'm just like, ah, it was oh, so exciting. So exciting. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. For, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, th- this show takes place right after it, it takes place, uh, you know, after Return of the Jedi before mm-hmm. uh, Force Awakens. Right. And for those people who don't know that, like, yes, the Empire ends, but it continues through the First Order going into the new trilogy mm-hmm. and uh, a sequel trilogy. What I find funny about Star Wars is that, like, the movies do a poor job at explaining the actual depth of the like the universe and like what's at stake here. Mm-hmm. And then the shows have to come in and create foundation for these like things. I you get what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like episode one like brought up this like trade federation 
blockades, political Senate stuff, but then like didn't read like okay, yeah. and then Clone Wars had to come in and like back that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Rogue One and Andor had to back up mm-hmm. A New Hope and leading into the Empire, and then this is it going to support the sequel trilogy to show us yeah. what's happening? Sarah, were you going to say something? Yeah, I, I think so. I think they did a great job on this episode of doing the like, okay, we've got in the the Pershing episode how, you know, there's still, you know, seeds of the Empire within and it's kind of corrupt and dehumanizing what they're doing to the people that are being rehabbed from the Empire and then to hear like the oh we're super backlogged and really kind of showing the inadequacy and like of of the new republic which i like i i felt like it was maybe a little heavy-handed in the pershing episode but it worked mm-hmm. really well for me in this episode yes but i think that's because in the pershing episode all of it rem- reminded me so much of andor that i was like i just miss andor <laughs> but with this one it was it was couched so well within the mandalorian flame framework that i was like okay i see what they're doing here mm-hmm. uh, yeah and I, mr I'm... plow in the chat is is saying yeah. haha tim meadows tim meadows did a great job Phenomenal. of just being the nothing i can do kind of guy <laughs> he's like i'm yeah. here to come in i'm here to sass the yeah. droid a little bit and yeah. say there's nothing i can do I have these these stacks of data pads on my table that I just need that I'm not even gonna get through. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's yeah. funny because like I like when I think about his like Mean Girls uh, principle, he's like, <laughs> you know, he breaks the glass and grabs the hatchet. Uh, but yeah. no, he did not do that. Um, I I'm I'm getting these wild thoughts in my head that like Star Wars media is going to dive into the development of the first order Mm -hmm. and when they're done then we're gonna visit it post revenge of the no mm, rise of skywalker rise of skywalker (laughs) i think i think they're gonna show us like why the sequel trilogy was necessary and Mm -hmm. explore that and like support that and then we can move on past that. I don't know. Yeah. Is that what people are feeling? That yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. We're we're diving deep into this this section, this what is it, 32 years between the two trilogies and between original trilogy and sequel trilogy. Is it between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens? Yeah. Oh, I guess I mean, so. Yeah, yeah, it has to be if you're thinking about the ages of, of Kylo <laughs> yeah, Ren. Kylo Ren. But, if he yeah. was conceived on Endor during mm-hmm. that party. Was he? What? I don't know. No, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, is he, a, is he yeah, an Ewok? It is now. Half, is he half Ewok? <laughs> no, but come on. No, I mean, just every, Ewok, everyone Ewok was getting flavoring down on top. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I do have a question. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the timeline. So the Empire, the last remnants of the Empire fell in the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. And we are seven or eight years out from Return of the Jedi right now. Is the Empire is the Empire over by the time this episode happens? Well, here's the thing. We're past seven years after Return of the Jedi. Uh because yeah. the show starts off, I think, seven years after the Return of the Jedi. The, the and show now started they mentioned five. many cycles ago. Many cycles mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So I think you don't the show that started two, five years, two years later. Two cycles is not many cycles ago. Three cycles is not many cycles. Okay. Ago. 
So more right? than eight years. More than eight years. We don't know how long's this show been going. Like Sarah John Favreau have... said that Grogu was training for two years with Luke. Yeah, That's they crazy essentially talk. they that essentially is crazy talk. what Favreau <laughs> essentially said is however long the show has been on the air in real time, that's how much has passed in real time. So okay. if it came out in 2019, however so long 2019 years. is to now, that's how much time has passed. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're coming up to nine years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. So I feel uh, like many cycles ago could, yeah, it could be 10 years after the fall. I mean, that sounds... A year so, per episode of right? Book of Boba Fett. That can't be right. I mean, by the way, after <laughs> well, Battle of... Uh, Jakku is five years after the Battle of wait after the Battle of Yavin. So so Jakku happened well before Mandalorian. So yeah, Jakku was two years before mm-hmm. Mandalorian started. Is it wet? Like that can't be right. <laughs> I, I'm looking up the timeline right now. Okay. Um, a Return of the Jedi is four years after the Battle of Yavin. So one year oh. after the Battle of Yavin. Or uh, one year after Return of the Jedi is Jakku. Oh. Oh, maybe, maybe. Let's see here. Uh, I'm still scrolling through BBY. So it's only it's only four okay. years. It's only four years. At, uh, the first trilogy lasts four years. Yeah, four years is that's fair. Yeah, okay. I can I can get behind that. Okay. But so nine years Jakku after this, five years after, and then the first episode of Mandalorian mm-hmm. takes place. I think seven years, no, nine years, nine years. So okay, so it's still eight years after the Battle of Jakku. Yes, we're doing our math, and we still have eleven years until the First Order starts. Okay, so we're yeah. at okay. <laughs> we're halfway we're, wait, between. Are we, oh, okay. Fall of okay. the Empire and First Order. We're about halfway. Give or take two years. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. Um. Th- the training this... montage. Okay. <laughs> Did Mr. Plath say the training montage takes the training takes montage a while? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was. It was two years of Luke just like lifting Grogu as they go for yeah. their little walks. It's like Grogu <laughs> hasn't trained that much. Then, like, what has he Grogu learned for two years? Well, last week's episode, he does pretty much the same thing that he did in book of boba fett which is jump really yeah. high except yeah. he doesn't need he doesn't need a nap now he doesn't he need do a without nap a nap now. yes he doesn't need the naps mm-hmm. which is fair yeah that makes sense my niece yeah. is is about two and a half and she can go a whole day without taking a nap so this this tracks okay <laughs> um <laughs> uh so with this episode we do start off on navarro we we see mm-hmm. grief karga being high magistrate we see him doing magistrational duties and then the pirates come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pirates uh, just call in. <laughs> we, we get it, which is funny. Cause he says you're being hailed. And then mm-hmm. uh, the pirate does a fantastic douchebag thing. You know how, like when someone calls you and they're like, don't call me again. And you're like, you called me. <laughs> yes. That Gory and yeah. Shard says, don't hail me again unless you're, and it's mm-hmm. like, he didn't hail you in the first place. But he does also say something about his hospitality. And then mm-hmm. we get a classic, he shot first. Yes. Um, yeah. To which I wrote down in my notes, did he? And then I went back and watched the first episode. And mm-hmm. no, he did not. No, he did not. Ooh. 
Oh, okay. So Groot so, is just saying that. Yeah. So that's a classic who shot first mm-hmm. little nod. I I there's a couple there's been a couple of star classic Star Wars nods in, in this season alone. Um mm-hmm. but what I thought interesting was that like what's his name? Gorian Shard? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Gorian Shard was like uh, well, grief was like he shot first, and he's like, and now I shoot first. And <laughs> I wanted to be like, you can't do- wait. What? So you shoot first twice? You yeah. if you're, let's keep it fair. Now I shoot first. Mm-hmm. But no, his side shot first twice. Anyway, yeah. and just brutal. Just starting to mow down civilians with the giant guns on your ship. Yeah, that was but that was intense. Yeah, those guns didn't shoot anyone in particular right it kind of a teamed yeah it kind of a teamed the 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 people you know yeah, what i'm it, talking about it A-team? blew up it blew up stuff near them exactly yes yeah it's the a team rolls up and they shoot at the ground of who mm-hmm. they're trying to fight and it's like ah um yeah yeah i think and i'm gonna keep coming back to this but these pirates are disney pirates when we had the the Corsair like sitting there and firing with the music playing, with the way that the pirates were dressed and talking and stuff, it reminded me of Curse of the Black Pearl when the Black Pearl is just sitting in the harbor shooting into the city. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember that. I watched I that thought, movie a lot, but you're saying Disney pirates as in Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought pirates you were saying it's Captain Hook and Smee. Is that a that That Ugnaught was dressed like Mr. Smee? <laughs> was he dressed like Mr. Smee? Yeah, yes, he had the little red exact. hat and the red and white striped sweater. Yeah. Yep. yep. I didn't even I notice. Wrote I, it in my got notes. <laughs> I got that like air of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's me. But then I didn't realize he was wearing the same thing. Yeah, he was wearing uh, in my notes. It's a direct quote. The little guy has big shmee energy. Yes. Big shmee. Yes. <laughs> BSE, <laughs> big, big SME energy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that, like, yeah, from the outside, cool looking shit. From the inside, yes. it has a pirate steering wheel. It does. Yes. He's leaning into the aesthetic. And he's got his big necessary. red coat on. His Captain Hook red necessary. coat. I, I loved it. And even like the music they were playing when the pirates were running around is like, this is this is pirate music. It's like if a guy calls himself Pirate King Gorian Shard, mm-hmm. he's gonna have a pirate wheel on his on his ship. Mm-hmm. Well, he also says Pirate Nation. Now, is that a an official name? Is that a brand of like their guild or something? It's like if they call themselves the Pirate Nation. Mm-hmm. It that might be. There I don't are, know if it are, is or if it's just like the way that Raider Nation calls themselves Raider Nation, but they're not like maybe. a sovereign country. Yeah. They're following the pirates code. <laughs> I just I wanted mean, to make that one. Yeah. That's the one sports joke that I have. So yeah, um, yeah. There was uh, there was another group that was introduced, the like Spinway Squadron. I was about to say what, yeah. what's it called? Because I, I wrote down and I wrote it wrong. I wrote Spin mm-hmm. Patrol. What is is it's not called that, right? What was it called? I think it's called Spinway, Spinword, Spinword Patrol, Spinword um, Patrol, which I had to look Spinward. up. That's not a, it's not on Wikipedia yet. Um, but there is a Spinword sector in the outer rim. Yeah. I'm so I don't that. know if it's specifically for the patrol for that area, but I don't know if Navarro is in or near that area. 
Uh, all I know is Navarro's on the outer rim, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. the outer rim is kind of big. <laughs> well, because it's the outer yeah. rim, right? Yeah. yeah. I like I like the little attention to detail that Star Wars canon gives us. Is that like mm-hmm. the only real control the Republic ever has is the is the uh uh the rip what's it called the, the rip the inner rim the 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 galactic the core center, core, the core planets galactic core right that's yeah. that's all they ever have jurisdiction over like mm-hmm. at any moment in time if it's too far out like even they mentioned mid-rim planets they're like we can't yeah. even handle mid-rim planets yeah well We're what can you handle rims. then <laughs> yeah what? And tim meadows straight up i've never heard of it never heard never of heard navarro of like, that's <laughs> not a reason But I, I, you're I, right. I, they don't. They don't care about the outer rim, or even mid rim, or even like, the mid rim. If we can ha- if we can keep Coruscant, we're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we saw that in the last episode as well. The last episode, no, the one with uh, Doctor Persing, Doctor Persing's episode, Pershing, yeah, Pershing's episode. When we talk to the people that live in the galactic core, in the core planets, this was in Andor too. When we talk to those people, they don't care. They no. don't care what's going on in the mid room. They don't care what's going on in the outer room. They're so focused right. on their own thing. And then we get to see the effects of that. And those effects were introduced in the prequel trilogy because, you know, uh, Tatooine still has slavery and like, oh, we can't have slavery. No, it's in the outer room. Nobody cares. Right. The huts, yeah. the huts have that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm wondering what our core planets, like I'm assuming Alderaan. Yeah. I think uh, Alderaan is because Alderaan's always been this like safe place. Is it not? I think it is. Uh, is it a corp? Alder- it doesn't yeah. end up being Alderaan sector, yeah. Karelian sector, Coruscant. Uh, these are sector. all these are all core planets. Yes, that makes Tangerine sense. Sector, is Naboo that can't be right? Uh, is Naboo a core planet? That's a uh, question. So, yeah. Um. I just I just want you guys to know. That the very next scene is something that I'm very excited about. Okay. And I want you guys to congratulate me for not bringing it up and cutting everyone off. You keep, okay. you keep talking about core planets if you want, but uh, I'm go- it's going to explode out of me. Um, I think like, we also, yeah. one day we will figure out what the spin word p- patrol is. I, I think it's just one of the patrols on the outer rim, but of pirates? it's not. No, no, no. It, it's a it's a new Republic patrol, I think. Okay. Yeah. But okay. Also, because they're in the outer rim, probably nobody cares about them. Yeah. Sarah. Okay. The next Zab. Are you, are you, it's Zeb. <laughs> Zeb's in live action. And he was looks that, so good. Was that yes. Zeb himself? So good. It's so, Zeb. I was I so miss. confused because he's like, he's blue, but he talks like Zeb, but he dresses differently. And then I got to the end credits and I'm like, okay, it is Zeb. It's I the same actor. That. I wrote him down. I wrote it down. Yeah. But yes. I didn't I realize the voices. I'm rewatching Rebels right now. So there was mm-hmm. no, the minute I heard the voice, the minute I heard too bad, I was yes. like, that's my boy. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then I started crying. And then I was like, don't, don't, he might just be mm-hmm. a, it might just be a thing. And then it was him <laughs> in the credits. And then I yes. kept crying. And I yes. am so happy. I'm so excited. 
We know he's alive. <laughs> happy. He's alive. We know he's alive. Where is his husband? But that's okay. We'll, you know. <laughs> Does he have a husband? I didn't no, watch I mean... enough Rebels. But why? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't think he didn't look CGI. He he looked CGI to me, yeah, especially after Gorian Shan, oh. who I... is obviously an animatronic, and his yeah. lips do the animatronic thing, and then to cut straight to Zeb. He was he was noticeably CGI. I think his face was CGI. I think his body was. Yeah, I I was focused on his face because there was a lot of movement going on in his face. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah. CGI. But I'm yeah. sure if you took away the CGI, it's one of those like guys in the suit with the like the hood on, yeah. where mm-hmm. you only see his like face like this. Oh yeah. You know? Uh, we gotta wait for the behind the scenes. Footage. Like when Boba Fett took off his helmet in the like in the olden days mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, <laughs> the he just had head. that like yeah hood. Yeah. Uh, as someone who used to do birthday parties in mascot characters and whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you wear. Um, I didn't know that was Zeb. So great. Yeah. Good for Zeb. Zeb. Question mm-hmm. is, will he appear on Ahsoka? He's got. To, yeah. Right? I think that <laughs> they are kind of masterfully planting the Ahsoka seeds to Mm. let the rebels people know like it's your time like rise up start annoying all of your friends to watch rebels before Ahsoka comes out Mm -hmm. which I don't need to be told that I do that anyway um but yeah with all the like little with the purgles and then with the uh with seeing Zeb which is wild Mm. I I didn't think we would see him and seeing him it's like the perfect kind of easter egg because if you're me you're crying but if you don't know you're just like okay that's an alien guy right and then you yeah, have yeah. to uh watch my hysterical instagram stories and be like oh he's from rebels mm-hmm. he's from yeah. rebels and another rebels reference uh the pirate king talks about puffer pigs mm-hmm. from rebels fantastic Who? <laughs> uh Who? gorian shard yeah it's one of his swear words is yeah like, something is like a pu- not not on a puffer pigs i don't know something yeah like that. I'm okay. like, oh, puffer pigs! I remember those from season one of Rebels. <laughs> I have a, I have a knockoff Squishmallow of them. Uh, a, a maker I like makes Star Wars like Star mm-hmm. Wars themed Squishmallows. Yes, I saw those on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have the, yeah, I have the Loth Cat and the, the puffer pig. Fantastic. Um, so we know I think you love it, Rebels. I think it's funny because I watch it with subtitles. That mm. like when you see the Rebel based on uh, a Delphi base. Uh, mm-hmm. It says psychedelic rock playing. Yeah, that okay. was a missed opportunity. It was Why? jizz. They could have. They should have called, called it jizz. jizz. Yeah, jizz. Uh, jizz everywhere. That's yes. what they should have written. Mm-hmm. Um, we can hear the jizz because this is a galaxy. We can hear the away. jizz. It's very vocal jizz. Yes, which I liked. I we haven't had that recently in Star Wars. I don't think we've had yeah. that since Return of the Jedi. I don't think a little bit of jizz. Um, not enough jizz, especially because in in Clone Wars, when we had the opportunity for some really vocal jizz, it was just Hindi music, which is exciting, but also kind of a letdown for Star Wars. Um, but that and the the Navarro music when we first land there was like, oh, really, really good. Um, (laughs) uh, I like Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Sun Hyung Lee from Kim's Convenience and then obviously in previous seasons of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I was so certain he was going to die. (laughs) I do not want him to die. He is like an uncle. He is 
I do. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Mm-hmm. Please, please don't. I thought he was going to die at the end there. Uh, I thought he was well. going to die. At the end. I was. I thought he was massively gonna, concerned. Like, yeah. I have this thing that goes on my in my brain where I just kind of like, if the shot lingers on anybody too long, I expect like something to like kill someone. Like you know, how, like they do in like movies, like someone gets taken out real quick when he's yeah. flying off in his X wing. I thought he'd get blasted out of the sky. <laughs> They're like, yeah. and then like, oh, well, Paz Vizsla got him, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, the very end, it was very, the very end, it was like real spooky. Didn't like yes. that, didn't like the vibe. So I was concerned for him mm-hmm. uh, there. Especially classic conspiracy thing of like, oh, I'm getting too close to the truth. I get taken out. Yeah. I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid for his yes. well-being. Uh, well-being. Who I want to see more of is Tim Meadows. I would like to yes. see more Tim Meadows. I don't mm. know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> He's just stacking data cards. It's fine. <laughs> like yeah. in his acting career, what's Tim Meadows doing? Well, what's he up to? I, no, or I mean, I, I, I met as a character, but oh, okay. I guess yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. I want like a spinoff of, yeah, him and Cyril Karn just butting heads. No, I want that man to be dead far, far before <laughs> that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I keep, yeah. I keep mixing up my timelines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, love the I love the the droid just looks him in the eyes and then does the exact thing he just asked him not to do, which is what don't, he says. Don't put those on my desk. There's already like too much on my desk. Yeah, or like I don't like a cluttered workspace. And then the droid just like puts it on his desk anyway. Yeah, <laughs> love assassin. I think I was writing notes at this time. I wrote down mm-hmm. is what's her name? Kane, Alia mm-hmm. Kane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate her. Yes. And Teva, Teva, he does not, he does not trust it, her at all. But she was name? like, I was liberated. He's like, okay, sure. What's Paul? Uh, Paul? Uh, Teva? 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 Okay. Teva. Yeah, Teva. Okay. T-E-V-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he was like, you know, there was a little bit of like, you people. And then she was like, I was liberated. And he just gives her the dirtiest yeah. look I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I was like. I was like, normally I'd be like, don't judge her, but also he's right. So she's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm all for like giving them a second chance, but I, 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 in Pershing's case, maybe like, yeah, he should have, but this one's proving to be a rat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed the, the double cross in the previous episode. I thought she was just, like really deep into the new republic and trying to like tie up all the loose ends thank you but now and then I people talked about it online and, and i'm like wait i fe- i felt like an idiot after the episode because that's what yeah. i thought i thought mm-hmm. that like she was like ratting on him to the new republic to be yes. like i don't really trust you i'm gonna you yeah. know like set up a you know or like a new or republic even I, yeah. you know too and much like, about oh. me so i need to get rid of you so i can solidify my place in the new yeah. republic but now it's just oh she's she's just a regular evil and she, she probably planted the best car in muff gideon's escape that's my theory. you think you oh i mean <laughs> i mean i was gonna get that like in time sorry i don't sorry, think the I best car is planted what did we zoom in pl- what did we zoom in on there Beskar, a, a shard of Beskar, in the wall. I mm-hmm. think there's a Mandalorian working for Moff Gideon. Maybe, maybe. 
<gasps> what if it's a chunk of dark saber? Sorry, I'm just going what? off the rails now. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was thinking, but 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 Din has the dark saber at this point. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be Bo. It could be someone I else. I don't think it's Bo. How long has it been? Who's hmm. bro- like who's, how long has it been since Who's Moth- the other Mandalorian we know who's out and about? That you think could it's Boba? Be doing that. No, I think no, it's Sabine. It's Sabine. I don't think Sabine would do that though. Oh. Well, you asked a question that had multiple answers. Maybe she's getting <laughs> I was like, him Bo- out. Boba? Maybe she's getting him out <laughs> with Ahsoka to find out where Thrawn is. She thinks that Gideon knows where Thrawn is. Mm-hmm. That sounds like find... a plot of the Ahsoka show, not of this season. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mr. Plow says, I think it's the deserters from season two. Oh, it could be. Oh, because there could be a rogue faction of bad Mandalorians that Bo is trying to bring back to the club, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. But is she in regular contact with them? I thought she was just sitting on that chair all day. Yeah, because she says that she, they, not they left her. I'm saying, oh, yeah, she's there's not a rope. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm saying she could. I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't think so. How long has has it been for Moff Gideon to have been broken out? Well, he didn't make I, it to trial. This was at yeah, the end of season one, right? Yeah. So it's been at least season two, two years. End of season two. End of yeah. season two. Which and still then, would be like two years. Which still would have been like two years ago. And but they mentioned like he didn't make it to trial in Tim Meadows' room, right? Yeah, but I. But I before, think that's just something that was in a in previous the back episode. They head. meant in a previous episode they say that he's going to trial, right? They act like okay, he's still in New Republic custody in the Pershing mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, yeah. So they and they bring it up even on the previously on because they said it in Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Oh wait! Mm. In the previously on, they have the moment where she says, "How did you get the dark saber?" And Paz asks if he killed if Gideon. Kill he says mm-hmm. no, and then he says he's going to go to a tribunal to stand trial for his crimes. And then Paz specifically says, "Death would have been justice." So yeah. mm-hmm. is Paz behind it? But Paz would have killed Moff Gideon right then and there and wouldn't have killed the Republic. Right? Yeah. Because keep, yeah. keep in mind that it's a lot of people want Moff Gideon dead. But are you willing yeah. to kill Republic soldiers for it? I think before this episode, I would have thought Paz was. But like he gave a very nice speech this episode. And I think he's <laughs> genuinely changed as a character. And I forgive him now for lugging yeah. that giant gun everywhere because I'm like, okay, it mm-hmm. did come in very handy. I get it now. I still don't think you need to <laughs> climb up the mountain with it, but that's fine. He couldn't yeah. take out a single tower though, so eh, eh. <laughs> I, I, I like I, I, I do think Paz is shameful. Like he's ashamed mm-hmm. of. He said everybody gave up. He even gave up on his son, right? Yeah, he was like, "There's no way I'm gonna save him." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bo was one who who found a way. Um, I also thought it was classic trope, just like, like, "Hey man, like, why should we trust you?" Blah 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 blah. You know, we're you know, 
Because we're brothers. That's why. <laughs> and I'm going to be there for you no matter if what. Any, if anyone else did that, I would have been like, ooh, that's bad writing. But because mm-hmm. Paz Vizsla did it, I was like, Paz Vizsla was like, they're going to eat this up. I'm going to give him a twist, okay? And he was yeah. like, yeah. really proud <laughs> He made of a meal of it. Why should we do this? Yeah. Because we're Mandalorians. And I was like, okay, Paz. Okay. Yeah. I, you got it, it, it's giving me i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out the energy it's giving me it's giving me someone who musical. wants to be team captain so bad but mm. lacks the proper skills mm. to be like is not charismatic at all paz is not charismatic he rolled very low on his charisma score right mm-hmm. and so but he but he's like i should be leader right he's always kind of been that he wanted the dark saber he wanted that this is mm-hmm. him being like this is my motivational speech. And yes. I also think Roller it's like Din, Din gave a speech, so I'm going to get a, give a speech. I'm not yeah. just going to say I agree. I'm going to do a little speech like Din did. I think mm-hmm. he's just a, he's a goober. Yeah. He's growing on me for he's sure. Our, he's our lovely chunky boy. He's just a Sarah, chunky boy. Sarah, yeah. he's growing on you? He is. Are you going to be a Paz fan at the end of this? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, I would not go that far. He's growing I, on me. This is this is the like a the parasite. You character, sort of uh, uh, equivalent mm. of a rom com. Yeah. Mm. You know you don't like him. He could grow yeah. on you. It's wearing me down. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm not going to be a fan of him, but if he if he dies for the greater good of the show, I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel bad. I yeah. would feel bad if he dies. Yeah. But I, I, well, like, is he going to get taken out with betrayal or go down in like a blaze of glory? He's got to go. He's got that gun. He's got the chunky armor. He's got to go blaze of glory. There's no other option for him. Well, there is the option of them finding out there's a traitor in the mist coming mm-hmm. up to Paz Vizla, accusing him. And then he's like, I wasn't it. How dare you? And then yeah. the armorer kills him and it turns out it's her all along Ooh. that's that's it's a betrayal yeah. i can see that happening you can't like i don't know i can see i don't like that you've planted that seed now <laughs> and, you know then he doesn't get to go down in a blaze of glory then he gets mm-hmm. killed after being accused of being the traitor yes they could go that down that road these are all you know these are all mm-hmm. tropes that we've seen in different media yes um, but We've already found the traitor in the covert. It's uh, it's R four, R five, R seven, R five, R five, R five. Okay, R five D four. I was looking around like, yeah. I I thought I thought I was like looking at all the Mandalorians and I'm like, one of these is Sabine. I just one of these is Sabine. <laughs> but no, it was it was the droid. I actually looked up the droid after the last episode, and apparently. I don't know if this is canon or not, but he had a conversation with R2-D2 and like he he's he's the one from from Tatooine in episode four. Mm-hmm. That's what somebody said. And I've, R2-D2, I've this is on Wikipedia, so I don't know if it's canon or not, but R2-D2 said, hey, um, I have important information that needs to save the galaxy. So you can't be bought by this person. I need to go with this person. And that's why he blew his fuse on purpose. So really, really, he's the one that saved the galaxy. Yeah, that's what I said in that when we first saw him. Yeah. I was like, he's the yeah, he's the rat from Endgame. If that little thing doesn't happen, yeah, none of it gets to work. Yeah, but yeah, so I think now I he think gets that his, they, his glory. When he said, "Oh, I served with him in the rebellion," it's like, okay, it's the same droid. 
for sure android. yeah um also i just have to say i love that they were using the armor's hammer as like a talking stick like yeah. no one gets to talk unless they're holding the hammer yeah delightful Yep. Nice little like mediation technique. Mm-hmm. Love that they have that. They're, they're going really hard on the, the forge symbolism and the importance of the forge. I think yeah. more so than they did in previous seasons. Yeah. And they're it, really spelling it out. It felt to me like the armor wasn't real jazzed about the plan when she did the like, this is the way, like at the very mm-hmm. end, it seemed to me like moving to navarro so they can all all their kids can play in the sun love it when din says our kids um <laughs> and uh and Bo also gives a great speech where she says something along the lines of like you lived there before and you were in the sewers but now you can mm-hmm. like come back as heroes mm-hmm. i was like you're good at this you're good at this bo you should lead the mandalorians mm-hmm. i I definitely well here here's the thing is she an inspirational leader or is she just a good military leader I I think she's just a mom she's a mom to everyone like she's she's making the hard decisions to make sure that people are doing what's best in the long term whereas like the rest of the people in the covert are we are we still talking about the armor right yeah we're talking oh about- I was talking about I was oh. talking about Bo oh yeah Bo yeah, I think the armor is a good mom for all the covert, but Bo, I think she's still conflicted. Like even when she wanted to finish off Din and then immediately helped him back when they were on Mandalore, like I I don't trust her fully. Interesting. I don't yeah. trust the armor fully. See, that's that's how I ended the last episode that she was in where yeah. she's like you saw the mythosaur. I'm kind of ignoring you. This is the way, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, she has her own agenda and all that stuff. But after the conversation that she had today with Bo, mm-hmm. I'm I'm more leaning towards her side of like, she, she has her values, which is uniting the Mandalore. And I don't know if it's like nefarious plan that she wants to unite Mandalore or if it's just her like religious zeal that's coming through. And she's like, finally we can fulfill the prophecy, so to speak. And that's where she's putting all of her eggs right now. Yeah, I I was very scared when Paz was like, the armorer wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. That was a real scary moment, but it makes sense to me that if the armorer believes so completely mm-hmm. in, in the, you know, more kind of woo-woo parts of being yeah. a Mandalorian, then... She has to believe this incredibly clear sign that mm-hmm. Bo saw the mythosaur. And the mythosaur didn't come to her or anyone else who walks the very strict way. Mm-hmm. It came to Bo, who doesn't, you know, traditionally walk the way. So the idea that she is coming around to, it doesn't matter if if you, you know, which, you know, side of the aisle that you're on yeah. as far as being a you know, practicing Mandalorian. Um mm-hmm we got to bring it together and you yes. are the one to bring it together because you've walked both sides. I tend to believe her. Yeah. Because I think for Bo, I was like, well, Bo is, it, they're going through the same character journey where mm-hmm. Bo is starting to believe the, in the way because she saw the mythosaur and was like, oh, all this stuff I thought was fake my whole life is actually real. Mm-hmm. And it's for the exact same thing for the armor. The armor yes. says, I thought the mythosaur was legend. But yeah. now you're saying that you've seen it. 
mm-hmm. which means that the prophecy is coming and you're the one that brought it. So yes. they're both, if, if we have, if we trust that Bo had her eyes opened, then we have to trust the same as happening for the armor. So I Absolutely. trust both of them. I trust Boca's hand implicitly yeah. with my life. Um, <laughs> and I'm coming around on the armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think Twitter is going to hate this take because everything that I've seen there so far is Mandalorians are a cult and they're like religion and religion is corrupting and all that stuff. But I think with this case, it's, it's people genuinely believing and genuinely having faith and genuinely having that faith grow. And that's, what's giving them strength. And I think up until this episode, if you have like negative experiences with religions it's easy to project that onto the armor and be like oh she's just manipulating people she's using her religion to get her way and all that stuff but i think especially with this episode you see she genuinely believes this. she genuinely wants this to happen it's just as real for her as it is for the people who are following her yeah yeah also she's believing in a real thing because we saw the mythosaur right it's a (laughs) realosaur Now. It's a real asore. Yeah, it's a real asore. A truth asore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about the. I want to talk about the uh, the the invasion of uh, Navarro. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I think it's cool that Grief says he won't abandon. Like the the droid yeah. is like, we got an escape pod, and he's like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Yeah, I think Grief Grief is a stand up guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I trust him. I trust but, him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But he's hard. always been that. He's always been one to stand firm on on what he thinks is right. Yeah. Since but they were at odds him. in the beginning. You know. I mean, yeah, there were character disagreements, but he's always been steadfast in his own in his own sort of way of doing things. Yeah. Because the disagreement he had with Din at the beginning was Din, you know, that was kind of Din breaking a contract and then mm-hmm. stealing yeah. the bounty that he was, you know. So yeah. technically, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, we, I'm, I'm trying to see, we deal with the Mandalorians coming in. Um, she says tight military unit, right? And they obviously already have the skills, but what I had mentioned in the previous episode is that the Mandalorian as a people are, are, have skills that support their survival. Whereas, um, Bo has skills that support literal war. Right. And I think there's a difference. Like they both can shoot amazingly. Right. Like both, but they're shooting for different reasons Mm -hmm. and an invasion. That's a specific wartime thing. Mm -hmm. Like an extractor or whatever, like whatever, like is, it's very specifically Bo's territory. And, and Bo's got the plan and then the Mandos have the skill to execute it. Yes. I wrote yeah. in my notes, it's finally good to see the Mandos kicking ass because they've been getting their ass kind of beat by the giant creatures on the planet <laughs> they were on. And it yeah. was yeah. kind of a bummer to be like, uh, we're <laughs> the Mandos are not looking super cool. Um, mm-hmm. And they looked very cool in this episode. They were they killing did. it. They did. Uh, <clears throat> looked amazing. I like that we had a lot of a lot of moments with the other Mandalorians because that's my exact complaint last episode was like we have dozens of Mandalorians and I'm not really getting to spend any time with any of them so the fact that we get the small units it's not like we have a main character with every unit of Mandalorians right we see a little group totally independent of the rest of them being awesome 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, being their own people, they had their yeah. own fighting styles. They had their own priority on the field. They had their own way of doing things. And it was really cool to see. Usually when I watch like movies and TV shows, I kind of zone out during the fight scenes. Cause like they don't do anything, <laughs> but like this one was so creative and it was so well put together and you can see all the pieces moving in unison or disparately, but it was so clear what was going on that I just, I couldn't pull my eyes away. I couldn't even take notes during that part. I was just so into it. Yeah. The little salacious crumbs that like gave them the tip. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. What did they do? They, they like gave them a point. They were like, they're over there. They like did when they were in the trees Mm -hmm. and like Um, tipped them off that there were more of them in the other way. Yeah. Uh, The Anzellans on the sidelines uh, (laughs) cheering and like whatever. Yeah, mm. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. What's the purpose of the Anzellans? I just, like, like I, they're just there, like, I think feel like most of the time it's comedic relief, right? Yeah. For Anzellans? Yeah. Yeah. They normally fix something robotic, but then they, like, they're just there to be like, it's happening to me. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're great. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's a Star Wars show. It's a Disney show. You need to have those little silly moments as well. Which is why I'm saying that like this episode specifically didn't choose a lane. And mm-hmm. some people may not like that because it had mm-hmm. many different kind of tones to it. Yeah. Um, Or you like it because it has so many different tones. Mm-hmm. I think they pulled it off. Personally. Yeah. You know? Um, uh we uh who says i like these odds oh uh, that's din din that's yeah, another Grief reference Carter right? tells him yeah he says that he's outnumbered 10 to 1 he says i like those odds mm-hmm. that's a callback in- to the first season of mando where they tell him the imperials tell him they have him outnumbered five to one or something and he says mm-hmm. i like those odds oh okay. is that a callback though to han solo don't don't tell me the odds it could be maybe yeah I, I think it's interesting. You can tell a lot by a character by asking the same question to multiple characters and have them say things and like reply in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like on solo, don't tell me the odds. Um uh Mando having like, you know, I like these odds. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other characters would reply in their own way too. And and then grief like kind of laughs and says, Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was surfing a snub fighter? I wrote that on the thing. Was that Bo? I, no, who no, was... I think it no. was one of the background Mandos. Okay, because that yeah. was super cool. That was cool. I don't, I didn't see them get on, but I, I definitely I saw them ride it down and then jet back off at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Cool. We need, we need a, we need a Mandalorian video game, mm-hmm. like. Where you could play multiplayer as like tactical squads and like come on, give us Star Wars games. Um yeah, as someone, if I may be a little bit sappy, as I often am, uh, as someone that was just at WonderCon that went to a Mandalorian gathering where there was like a hundred probably Mando wow. cosplayers together, like chatting and looking at each other's kits and like hanging out. Um, this was a very, it felt very serendipitous that this week was the Mandos being awesome and like standing up for each other when like, 
Mm-hmm. I was just introduced to that like real life community of it. It was very, very like, yeah, tugged on some heartstrings for me for sure. And yeah. the like when he says you may not grief says you may no longer have a home planet, but you have a home. I was like, that's freaking such a good line. I was like, that's so good. It was like heartwarming. It was so sweet. It was. Yeah. Like, I hope everything works out for them. I hope so I, too. Yeah. And I hope as as the season goes on, how many there was like three or four more episodes? Um, um I think. But I hope as the season goes on, we get to see Bo doing her work and getting three more episodes. Like bringing more Mandalorians into the fold. Some that like follow the strict religion, some that are just, you know, Mandalorians, more foundlings even, so that we can see that sense of community. And if I can get sappy for a second, before the show came out, the the Mandalorian specific fan community was very uh, not pleasant. <laughs> they were very exclusive, very angry people. Toxic. <laughs> yes, like very toxic, very um, in one very specific political group as well. Um, so I think what this show has done and what Rebels has done as well is show us the diversity of Mandalorian culture um, in like beliefs and in how you do things. And then in today, di- like different fighting styles, different like ways of addressing the same issue. And like you said at WonderCon, we're seeing a world of Mandalorians instead of just this this tiny little sliver and saying that's everybody. And I think Din's learning the same thing in the show, just seeing everything that a Mandalorian can be. So it's exciting. It's exciting for a fan. I would love to see a a almost a council of man Mandalorians, like mm-hmm. of different tribes. It would yes. be nice if we were uniting all the tribes together. Mm-hmm. I want to see different tribes. I basically, and I hate to bring up Avatar, but like it's kind of like that. Like, <laughs> but let's forget Avatar even exists and let's just think about Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Like, if there were different tribes for different like things, yes. right? Like yeah. with different belief systems and customs, but they all follow the way in their mm-hmm. way, right? Oh my goodness. Where was I think it was D23. When Temuera Morrison like got up and they were announcing Book of Boba Fett or something to do with Book of Boba Fett. And he did a Maori haka on mm-hmm. stage in front of everyone. And I'm like, this is what I want to see from the Mandalorians. I want to see different warrior cultures and how they do that yeah. across the galaxy. And I and I hope since we're we're finding all the Mandalorians now, I hope that's what we see. I would love to see alien Mandalorians. I'd love to see Alien Mandalorian you know? as well. Uh, yeah. There is one young Mandalorian in the covert that mm-hmm. I'm thinking might be an alien because they have a very weird helmet. There's like not a back on the helmet. Oh. It's oh, almost yeah. like a half helmet. And then it's like almost like a cardboard thing in the back. So I'm wondering if that's okay. because it's some kind of uh, he's some kind of alien. Um, okay. There's like one blurry screenshot of it on the internet. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll have to watch again. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see what helmet they come up with for Grogu, honestly. <laughs> Are they going to accommodate those ears? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um... I think it's going to be extra wide and so that they can like tuck in. I think tuck they're going to tuck yeah. at it, but I don't know. Oh. It'd be so funny if they just did little holes. <laughs> or they had slight like triangles. Like, you know? oh yeah, points. Yeah. It doesn't have to be room. so huge. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like when we wear a mask, we don't get like an actual ear thing from, but like our ears do do that. So kind of, yeah, you know, um, kind of like okay. So, uh, separate thing, but back to what we were talking about. But when Boba Fett uses the Tuscan Raiders, um, like club, his gaffy stick, yeah, yeah, like that is super cool, right? Yes. I would love to see a tribe of Mandalore that swore off guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because that particular weapon is, it's a real life earth weapon. That's used by oh, yeah. the, the warrior tribes in East Africa, the Maasai. What a background reference. Uh, <laughs> and And to see, that's like the main point that I made is like, I want to see that. I want to see those weapons and that aesthetic in the <laughs> armor as well. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Mr. Plow says you want Batman Delorean. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I I just think it would be cool. Let's get vibro blades and vibro yeah. swords and mm. staffs. You know? Yeah. I wish we still had the spear. Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. But, oh, it's too dangerous. <laughs> you can't have a spear and a dark saber, but like Din hasn't been using the dark saber. He's so bad at it. Does, he's does so he bad. even does he even still have it? The last time I saw it was when Bo Katan picked it up. I don't know if she gave it back to him. You think she did a little like whoop and like she <laughs> hit it like magic trick style? No, I just think because because she picked it up when he was captured, and I just don't think she ever gave it back and i don't think he ever asked for it back i thought we were gonna get some kind of mention of it because it was in the previous thing on they were talking about the dark saber and then still yeah nothing yeah yeah i think I they think... only mentioned the dark saber to to remind so us about that gideon. gideon's not dead yeah yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. so so we we deal with them dropping in vain that one pirate left because he's yeah. a coward we're mm-hmm. gonna see him again for sure I hate him. He's not even good at what he does. He's like not good at he's he not does. threatening. He's mm-hmm. just like he might yeah. as well be Benny from the Mummy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I Benny. Think <laughs> yeah, a lot of but... people were like, this person sh- should have been replaced with Hondo Onaka. So that's why I think he's gonna come back. I think he has a purpose mm. and maybe he's gonna die. Because Hondo, Hondo wouldn't Hondo wouldn't is... be an outright villain. No, but he's a pirate, right? Yeah, he's but part he of the pirate like what, nation. He wouldn't do what <laughs> Vane did, right? I I think he he would do what Vane did if he Be was in the Starfighter and and shoot and like he doesn't know Din. I think if okay. he was getting paid enough by Gorian Chard, he would like come play ball for a bit, do his little pirate thing, and then just like Vane, when the going gets tough, he's out. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Vane is gonna serve a, a deeper purpose, and that's why he's not, because we need yeah. to keep um Hondo Anaka around for the sequel trilogy, because he's he's doing something in that continuity in canon anyway. So yeah. Uh I saw a green female Mandalorian in the background mm-hmm. that looked kind of like Boba Fett's green. Yes. It looked sick. Like mm-hmm. I want to know what she's up to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There were sure. a lot a lot more female Mandalorians in this episode and in Navarro, the whole Navarro scene, than mm-hmm. I saw in mm-hmm. the background even. 
yeah of the covert in previous episodes i think it's because we got to hear them talk and we haven't heard them talk previously yeah. like in a it's been like just like a rumble of background voices but now we hear their mm-hmm. distinct voices so yeah. we know we get to see them talk we the get ladies. to see them move instead of just sitting around and watch their children get eaten by dinosaurs right yeah so um, it, yeah i'm just i'm just glad we get to see more mandalorians also yeah. glad we get to see katie sackoff's face again mm-hmm. it, it's nice For more time this time yeah. yeah appreciate every moment though i don't i don't like her hair her <laughs> wig is so much better when they did the previously on and they showed her season two wig, yeah. it made me appreciate her current wig that much yeah. better. Yeah. I, it's oh, just, but it's just I know that that's not what it would look like. Okay. From personal experience, that's not what it looks like under the helmet. Yeah. That yeah. would have been real messed up. Uh, sorry. I just remembered that she had a crew with her. Those two people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What that, happened to them? Um, maybe one of them is the best car that's in the lambda shuttle maybe you know we didn't really get to see if the beskar had color on it because it was just being scanned but if it if there's like night owl blue on that beskar that's a game changer mm-hmm. yeah oh for yeah sure. i couldn't see why it was zoomed in i like paused it and i tried to turn the brightness up and mm-hmm. i was like i don't i don't know what they like yeah. they zoomed in and i don't know what the if it was supposed to be yeah. a piece of the beskar or what what was it, being zoomed in on? It just looked like a broken chunk, to my yeah. understanding. And I think they said something to that effect as well. It's like a, a remnant of Beskar. It's not like an actual object. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Plow says, yeah, he was talking about them. I thought Mr. Plow was talking about, just generally speaking, the Mandalorians that left her. Mm-hmm. But those people could come back because they've been giving a, given a face. They've been given a name. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not bring them back to betray the others? I don't know. Um, I hope they don't. That would make me sad. I, I, I like in my heart. I hope that the the Beskar was planted, and I hope that the Mandalorians didn't actually do that. <laughs> you know, um, but I can see it being used as a plot device to sort of like finish off glassing the Mandalorians. So. I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic. I want to see see as many Mandalorians as possible. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that they're not the bad guys by the end of the season. Mm, no, but I think they'll maybe have some more struggles with bringing everyone together. Right. At that oh, point, oh, though, you sure, might as well just sure. give Bo her her own show. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm I'm <laughs> because a big. I mean, a big complaint that people have had about the season is like, it's going too slow. I don't know where it's going. I don't think it's been going too slow, per se. Mm -hmm. I think it's going in the same pace. I just thought, I think I said last time where I'm like, the monster of the week, you know, with the dragon thing is not as interesting as the bounty of the week that we were doing before. So I really liked this episode. I like how it brought everyone together. And now I'm just a little bit like, okay, well, now Bo's leaving. You yeah. know, so it's like, okay, I'm sad to see Bo leave. And then the question is, are we going to spend like half our time with her, half our time with the covert? Like, I hope we right. do get to see mm. what she's doing and the fact that she is kind of like the co-lead of the season, that she's been such an yeah. integral part with Din. I'm hoping that we also follow her where she's going. Yeah. 
next yeah but i also remember what they did with lando in the sequels <laughs> and i thought for a second that they might do that where like Bo just leaves at the beginning of the next episode. And then in the last episode, a bunch of Mandalorian ships show up out of nowhere. Um, just like they did in in um The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, there's something else I was gonna say, but I don't remember. Who's Lieutenant it, Reed? Lieutenant Reed. That's who uh what what Paul Paul Lee's um character is talking to when he's talking to like the guy it's whoever's lieutenant reed is, is saying like the files are confidential blah 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 yeah. oh. that's the guy he's talking to yeah well, who is he do we know uh, hmm. yes we do in season one there were two x-wings that hop up on din uh-huh. and isn't, he's the guy in the other x-wing isn't that dave filoni was it no not? no isn't one of them dave filoni though one of them was Dave Filoni. Um, I think there's there's three maybe in the first season, and yeah. there's two in the second season with the on like the ice planet. Oh yeah, this is the season two one. Season one was Dave Dave Filoni. This is the season two one. Reed appeared in chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian, the fifth episode. Oh, the fifth episode uh, of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he got the new ship and they tried to pull him over and he just ran. Oh, he's Boba Fett then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's only interacted with the N1. Okay. He's Dave Filoni's replacement, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, so hmm. do you guys have a theory for like what's going on with the Moff Gideon thing? I think uh, um. A Mandalorian is helping them. I don't think it's a a red herring. I think somebody is act like yeah. actively helping Moff Gideon. And whether it's a character we've seen before or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just trying to connect the dots here because in season one, Moff Gideon was heavily involved in the cloning thing, and then this season we get a return to Doctor Pershing who's yeah. working on the cloning in bad batch we're seeing more emphasis put on the cloning process including um people from dr pershing's team at oh. wearing the same uniforms wearing the same badges and stuff like that do they mention uh, him by name in bad batch they don't mention him by name um uh-huh. but the people who are working there are wearing the same uniforms as dr pershing and there was a woman who was working for them in Bad Batch, uh, in the same episode where Pershing talks about his mom a lot. So in my head, that's mm. his mom in Bad Batch, working in the same department. That's right. Bad Batch is is a, a good amount before this. Yes. I forgot about the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Bad Batch is 25 years, 26 or 7 years before this. Yeah. 19 years before uh, A New Hope is Bad Batch. Okay, eighteen or nineteen years before that. Um, so yeah, they're they're drawing that connection in Bad Batch and putting a heavy, heavy emphasis on cloning. Um, and then that's what leads into the sequel trilogy. Then is because the cloning was a big deal um, in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so I, I think that's what they're building towards, and I think Moff Gideon has another role to play in that. 
So whatever is going on with his escape, whether a Mandalorian is involved, it's, I think it has to do with the cloning process. There's also the idea that like, and I had mentioned it before, it's kind of like Hydra in shield. Mm -hmm. There is an element of the empire still around, right? That will eventually turn to the first order. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. Like knowing that that's coming. Mm -hmm. But like, that's what happens when you don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know when you deal with your enemy in that way, I guess. What I'm what I'm hoping for and what I'm optimistic about because the timelines match up is that there is no personal connection between the Empire and the First Order. And that the First Order is just people who like mythologize the Empire and think about the Empire and want to replicate that like a neo-Empire instead um, of a continuation of the actual Empire. Right. That like maybe this time they'll do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the Empire continuing, it's somebody trying to start the Empire over. That's what I'm hoping yeah. the First Order is. And and from what we've seen in the sequels, that's what it is until Rise of Skywalker. But I hope that the the cloning process is not continued by the Empire. I hope that that is something that we we've stopped with the um with the capture and escape of Moff Gideon. I hope that the actual Empire ties are cut and now it's it's some third party working on it. I don't see Moff Gideon as a threat anymore, so there has to be some other bigger mm-hmm. thing. A group of rogue Mandalorians, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Like, I don't I don't view Moff I Gideon just, as a threat. I just Unless he has the Dark Troopers again. Like the Dark Troopers, yeah. Remember? Yeah, I remember those. Those were a little bit too easily disposed of. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. they were threatening when they were introduced. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But I just had a crazy idea that popped into my head of what if it's clones, like clone trooper clones? Yeah. And what if the Mandalorians are like related to Jango Fett and they're the ones who are trying to get Moff Gideon and trying to get this process restarted? Connected to Camino somehow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll have to watch the Bad Batch finale and see if they make more connections because this season has had a lot of connections. And I think they very purposefully like release the episodes at the same time on the same day saying, hey, watch the, if you want the full picture, watch these together. I never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. I have not. I've only I'm only like three episodes into this new season. Um, I, I don't blame you. The first three episodes of the season are rough. <laughs> it gets yeah. better. I promise it gets better. But the first three episodes are just. Uh, uh, actually, I'm I am a little further than three episodes. But okay. I don't remember what episode I'm on. But still, That's yeah, fine. this season's been tough. Yeah, even I, tougher. I, definitely... I think than the first season. Yeah, I I gave up on it. And then I saw like a random tweet that's like, oh, they're focusing on clones and Bad Batch and it's connected. I'm like, okay, maybe it's worth checking out. And then I got to like episode five or six and I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to like get into it a little bit more. I'm starting to understand it more. And yeah. and I'm in, I'm invested in both. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Plow, be careful that you're not putting spoilers in the chat. I yeah. have like, I haven't caught up yet. Um, <laughs> all right. So I, I know uh, what really, you're talking about, Mr. Plow. You're, you're 
getting real close. <laughs> really quick. Uh, final thoughts about uh, where we think the season is going. Um, I think, I think um, Moff Gideon's going to come back. I think he's going to make another appearance. Like you said, he may not be the big bad by the end of the season, but I think he still has an important role to play. I think that important role has to do with cloning. And I think, I think we're going to get a, a book of Boba Fett style finale where just a bunch of people are coming together to fight a singular fight. And I think Bo-Katan's going to have a huge part in that. Yeah, I, th- I think I was uh, thinking about the first and second season of The Mandalorian and how they kind of build as like a two, you know, like there wasn't a bit a single big bad in the mm-hmm. first season leading to a fight. It was almost like we really got Moff Gideon at the end and then he became the big bad for season two. So I think yeah. we're going to be introduced to the big threat. Like we know the big over- overarching thing is we're going to retake Mandalore. Like, mm-hmm. this is how we retake Mandalore. And when they said that and they had the shot of Bo-Katan, it was so good. Um, so I don't know what role Gideon has left to play, but yeah. I think we're going to kind of find out the bigger picture yeah. by the end of the season. It's going to lead into season four. Yeah. However, I got to say, I still have money on Sabine being somehow involved. Because we do have those rogue mm-hmm. Mandalorians, but we also know that they weren't like, I mean, they have faces, but they weren't like th- that integral. I mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna put my money on, on Sabine being somehow oh, yeah. involved. Um mm-hmm. I I'm gonna predict at this point, maybe it's wishful thinking, but that we will at least see Sabine by the end of the season. Oh, I, I agree. I agree yeah. Completely. I mean, they've cast her already and they're, they're going to mm-hmm. do it. Like Ahsoka comes out this year. Uh, shout out to uh, Ian is already Maul. cast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mr. Yeah. I know cast. Mr. Plot said, who would you cast as a live action Sabine? The oh. the woman that they've cast who I've seen in the armor and she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got EMB Mall on YouTube saying, I think Rook, I think Rook cast is the armorer. Mm-hmm. Is that a, that's a Clone Wars thing, right? Yeah. Or is it Rebels? But yeah, you would say that EMB Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Who's EMB Mall? It, their oh. their profile picture is Darth Maul. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and I think Cast and Maul did something in at the end of Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I I think they're gonna start bringing together the tribes of Mandalore mm-hmm. and maybe start giving them a homeland, which would be nice yeah. or take back the old homeland. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, you know, uh, Akil, did you, did both of you guys say what you guys thought? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And um, I, I agree with what Sarah said as well. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily we have an after show to talk about every single time. So, you know, yeah, um, I want to thank everybody out there for watching and or listening. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show. Or if you're listening to the podcast, it's wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, oh, and Stitcher um, is where we're at. Um, those are where you can view our show. And if you want to be a part of the Instagram or TikTok, you know, uh, follow us at the keeg show. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter at The Keeg Show, but, you know, TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones. 
right now. And we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash the King show. If you want to give back to the show and that is up to you, but uh, Sarah, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on uh, TikTok and Instagram at Ms. Underscore Marauder. Uh, the TikTok is, uh, I'm, uh, you know, it, I post whatever I post whenever I post it. Uh, Instagram, there are lots. I have like 800 pictures from WonderCon. So especially if you're like, I like Mandalorians. There's a lot of Mandalorian goodness on the Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be uh, documenting the progress of the next big build, which is going to be Hawks from My Hero Academia that I'm making for my six-year-old. So if you are interested in the building of tiny retractable wings, that's what we're doing next. <laughs> that's the next All big right. project. Sounds crazy intense, but it's, I'm here for it. It's she asked for it. I explained to her it's gonna be a difficult cosplay. She's yeah. she's ready to go. She's already done full Mandalorian armor, so now she's ready for wings. All yeah. right, cool, cool, cool. Um Akil, w- where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh I am on all socials at Akildanani, A-Q-I-L-D-H-A-N-A-N-I. Uh, if you want to chat Star Wars, TikTok and Twitter are the places to do that. Um, and then I've also got my Power Rangers podcast. If you're a fan of Power Rangers, I'm watching it for the first time. Uh, it's called Once a Ranger on YouTube and wherever you find podcasts. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for anyone out there still watching, thank you so much. Let us know you're out there. If you're watching us, you're listening to us, like, comment, subscribe, write a review, do your thing. Patreon.com slash The Keeg Show. Uh, you, uh, Instagram and TikTok are our two biggest platforms. So at The Keeg Show there, especially to figure out our upcoming schedule. Um, uh, thank you, Sarah, for being, uh, an amazing co-host as always, uh, and Akil, uh, thank you so much for being guest on this episode. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, this is the Mandalorian Nap show. It's every, uh, week. So tune in next week, uh, for episode six, uh, where we have guest Crybaby Blue on the show then. Um, thank you to, oh, thank you to newcomers, uh, Sarah Donnelly. Um, I guess EMB Mall, I think, is new. Um, we got some other people. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for that. Uh, either way, as far as the Mandalorian show, after show is uh, going, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dimitra Pereira, and this has been Mandalorian After Show, Season 3, Episode 5. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Super f-